Welcome to the Energizing Monthly Hot Topic on a timely issue in the volunteer management field. I'm Andy Fryer from Better Impacts Australian and New Zealand Division and I'm your guest writer for this month's Hot Topic. Leader or Liability? Are leaders sabotaging volunteer engagement? Three years ago, after more than 30 years of working directly in volunteer management positions, I experienced a change in career, a change which has created many new experiences for me and altered my perspective on several things along the way. These days, I'm fortunate to lead Better Impact's Australian and New Zealand division, distributing their excellent volunteer management software across that part of the globe. It's a job I love as I still get to work with volunteer leaders and voluntary organisations of all shapes and sizes each and every day. It's also a job, indeed an industry, that didn't even exist when I first started as a volunteer manager back in the 1980s. I get really excited about the endless possibilities that new technologies bring, not just to society more broadly, but in particular to to the way we go about recruiting, supporting and enabling our volunteer teams. Like it or not, the future is already here. In addition to the excitement for the work I do, my role has started to give me a new perspective on the way that many volunteer leaders approach the leadership of their teams. And I must admit that in many cases, I've been astounded at just how much volunteer leaders actually sabotage their own programs, often without even realising it. Here's a breakdown of some of the more common types of sabotage I have seen. Gatekeeping. I get particularly excited when I have the chance to talk about how today's volunteers can have a level of control and participation in their own volunteering experiences. Many online platforms now allow volunteers to be active participants in their volunteer engagement, allowing them to sign up for vacant roles, download their own schedules, keep their own data up to date, and to communicate with us in a wide range of ways. Usually, when I introduce this concept to volunteer managers, I can hardly contain my enthusiasm. And yet, for many volunteering leaders, even those who really do get the benefits of what online technologies can bring to their programs, this one aspect remains a real mental stumbling block. In fact, I'd love a dollar for every volunteer manager who has told me that my volunteers are just too old or not tech-savvy enough to be online. Whenever I hear that, my auto-translator kicks in. I hear that it's actually the volunteer manager who is not yet comfortable with these new technologies, or they think that they just don't have the time to dedicate to introducing them. Interestingly, my experience has shown me that when volunteer program managers do initiate these incentives, even for those who are sceptical, they inadvertently receive feedback that it was all a piece of cake. They wonder why they never did it sooner. So don't underestimate the abilities of your volunteers, no matter how old or young they may be. You may be keeping volunteers from learning something exciting and something new. Comfort seeking. One issue I have spoken about for a number of years is what I consider to be the cardinal sin of volunteer management. That is, continuing to lead 21st century volunteers using volunteer leadership techniques from the 2000s, 
the 1990s, or in some cases, the 1980s. Again, I don't often believe this is intentional. Rather, it comes about as a result of trying to lead overworked and under-resourced volunteer programs, or volunteer leaders who may have found a nice cushy role and they simply don't want to mess with the status quo. One of the most common telltale signs I see is when a volunteer manager tells me that only about 30% of their volunteer population even has an email address, which is then an excuse not to embark upon using new technologies as effectively as they might. Here in Australia, 87% of the population access the internet every single day, with the sending and receiving of emails being the most popular of those activities uh, at 97%. So I always find it hard to believe that the 13% of people not accessing the internet are apparently all volunteering. Anecdotally, I also recently had a volunteer manager tell me that she recently took over a team of around 90 volunteers. And she was informed by her predecessor that most of the team did not even have an email address. So to solve this, she went and asked them, discovering that actually all but one had access to email. So please don't get too comfortable in the program you have built. A good volunteer program should be evolutionary and changing all the time, because you can bet your volunteers are expecting it. Micromanaging. The final management style that I observe, which is detrimental to building strong, robust volunteer teams, is finding it difficult to give away any level of control to others. Micromanagers often feel the need to be in control of everything and can't delegate anything, meaning that the end result of almost all they do is done in some sort of half-baked fashion. They seem to be forever chasing their tails and always trying to catch up rather than being in a place of calm and control. I've often said, show me the volunteer manager and I'll tell you about the program they run. And I'm quite serious about that. Volunteer leaders who are manically trying to control everything will often lead programs of a similar nature and have a higher level of volunteer turnover than those where the volunteer manager is able to effectively delegate and is in control of their team. So in summary, let me make it clear that I don't write this hot topic in order to diss anyone, but rather to simply offer my observations as someone who is now one step removed from the hectic day-to-day management of volunteer teams. Volunteer management is too much of an important job for leaders to fall into bad habits and damaging management practices, and it's simply my hope that these few observations may assist in breaking some bad habits for some of you. So, I'm interested to know if you agree or disagree with my observations. Are there any other ways that volunteer leaders sabotage their programs that you'd like to add to my list? I'd love to hear them. Have you been able to break any of these bad habits? And if so, how did you go about doing it? This hot topic is also available in written form on our website at www.energizeinc.com where you can read responses, post comments of your own, or read past hot topics. You can also respond to this hot topic by sending an email to webmaster at energizeinc.com. Thank you so much for listening today.